When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen host their annual New Year's Eve live special tomorrow night as the Times Square ball drops on CNN. I spoke with them in 2015 about their comedy tour, AC Squared, at DC's Warner Theater. Are you in a wind tunnel, Andy? Why do I sound like I'm in a wind tunnel? No, I'm on little... my headset. Okay, fine. You sound a little hollow. That's fine. Well, I am a little hollow, as you know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that sounded like a dig. <laughs> Thank you both so much for coming on with us. That's good to be here. Thanks for having us. Now, it's called Deep Talk and Shallow Tales. I assume that sets it up. You guys are going to get uh, deep, insightful stuff and also probably some really loose, lighthearted stuff, too, right? Well, I leave it up to you yes. to decide who is the deep talk and who is the shallow tales. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's I'm the deep one. I'm the deep one. <laughs> it's basically kind of a, a you know, it's a fun night out. It's like, you know, we get a lot of people saying they'd love to go out drinking with us or hang out with us, and that's basically what this is. It's it's uh, you know, kind of a peek behind the curtain of television, of world events, and the world of pop culture. Definitely, and it's it's sort of a style. You know, you're both sitting. It's very laid back, sitting on chairs, right? Is it sort of like a between two ferns type feel, or what? What's kind of the vibe? It really is. It's almost, it's very unscripted. It's almost like you're eavesdropping. Uh, and it's, it's like we're all going out together for drinks, quite frankly. <laughs> and I interview Anderson. He interviews me. It winds up being a very freewheeling conversation. Uh, and it's been, I've been specifically amazed. I'm very loose with my stories and my gossip, but I've been amazed by how much I've been able to get Anderson to reveal on stage. And I think that's kind of my goal when I go there. I'm just trying to get the audience to know the guy that I know when I, when I go out with him. It winds up being a lot of fun. We also, you know, like it being very interactive with the audience. So the audience, you know, asks questions as well. And it's very much a conversation kind of between Andy and myself and the audience. Andy, what are some of the stuff you've got him to reveal? Well, there's a story behind... Uh, what happened before Anderson went to Hurricane Katrina, which I, I, I won't reveal here because it may not be safe uh, for this forum, but <laughs> I, it's, something that he's, it's something that he's never told before it publicly to anyone, and I'm kind of amazed that I got him to do it, and I hope I'm not jinxing it because I, I want him to tell it again in D.C. The whole point kind of for us is not only to have fun and for the audience to have fun, it, it, we like to sort of see how far each of us will go. We know each other so well. We've been friends for so long that we kind of know where all the bodies are buried. So, you know, we kind of see which version of a story we're gonna, the other will tell, and we sort of try to push the other to go, you know, far beyond their comfort zone. Now, how far back do you guys go? I mean, I know you've been longtime friends, but how far back did you go, and how did you come up together to the idea to do this? Well, you know, Andy's, we've, what, 86 now, which is, I mean, he looks amazing for that age. And, <laughs> so, um, no, we, we've known each other for, what, like 20-something years? 
Yeah, a little over 20 years. We were set up initially on a blind date that never took, but we wound up... Uh, no, and not only did it never take, it never actually even happened. The blind date no, did not happen. How did right. it fall through? Yes. Well, uh, we had a phone call. That was how we were set up, and so we had a sort of an introductory phone call, and I realized within about two minutes of the phone call that there's no way I was going to go on a date with this guy. <laughs> I mean... Uh, he, just, he, just, he just seemed to, I imagine him gesticulating a lot with his hands while he was talking to me. I don't know, it just was a turnoff. So that would have ruined the in, date. In the, words, in the words of NeNe Leakes, so nasty and so rude. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's going to watch you on stage still talking with your hands during AC Squared, and it's exactly. got to really get under his skin. Well, we definitely oh, were better as friends than anything else that would have might have happened. So. <laughs> That's true. But how'd the idea to do the show come up? You know, um, we, uh, we, Anderson interviewed me for my last, Anderson interviewed me for my last book and, uh, it was so fun and we got such great response that we thought, wouldn't it be fun if we went, uh, and did this on the road and, and I, Anderson and I have both, you know, we've traveled a lot, we've both done bookstores and we're trying to go to cities that we, that we want to go back to and that we, uh, that we want to, you know, visit more. And for me, it's, uh. It's an opportunity to, you know, spend a weekend with my buddy and, and meet people in, in, in D.C. or wherever and check out the town. Yeah, and, I mean, it's really – it just turns out to be incredibly fun. I mean, the audiences, we've had, you know, great sold-out shows in Chicago and great shows in Boston and Miami and Atlanta, and um, people just seem really into it and, and seem to be having a great time. There's a lot of drinking goes on. A lot of, like, a lot of women make it kind of like a, a friend's night out with their girlfriends. Um, you know, they go out for dinner beforehand. They, they, you know, have some Pinot Grigio, and by the time the show actually <laughs> starts, uh, you know, they're ready to laugh and, and have a great time. And so that's really what we, we want the night to be for everybody, including for ourselves. Oh, they're all loosened up by that point. <laughs> everybody is very, very loose, yes. Are, are, Andy has in his rider that, which I didn't even know we could have a rider, but uh, he has tequila backstage, so he uh, he takes shots before before we go out. And then he takes shots at you when you go out. That is true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. Exactly right. Well, without giving specifics, you know, giving away specifics of the show, but, you know, give us a little teaser of maybe some uh, smattering of some of the topics you guys talk about when you're up there. Well, I'm really interested uh, to get into the election with Anderson. So much has happened since the last time we were on stage, and we're going to be in D.C., and I want to find out what Anderson – it'll be just after the debate. So yeah. I am going to be looking to Anderson for some fresh uh, – Fresh, fresh gossip about what was really going on at that debate. Yeah, you know, I'm actually moderating the Democratic debate on on Tuesday the 13th. So yeah, the yeah. shows the shows on the 17th in Washington. So uh, yeah, but you know, I, we we know no now. I mean, I know what stories Andy. I know basically all of Andy's stories, and I know which ones are particularly funny. And we also like to surprise each other with videos that we put together, sort of compilations. Uh, you know, I like to sort of look at all those those housewives reunions that he's done and pick out the best moments and kind of get the behind-the-scenes story of what's really going on with the housewives um, and uh, and also some of the big celebrities he's had on his on his uh, you know his night nighttime show on watch what happens live and also I mean Andy spends more time with celebrities than anybody I've ever met he goes out every single night <laughs> of the week before his show and so he always has these amazing kind of stories about you know, running into some big celebrity the night before and some weird shenanigans that happened. 
Right. So you'll be, but you'll be hosting the, uh, you know, the de, the debate um the same week as that, and then you turn around and, and ask grill him about some housewife stuff. And, I mean, that's kind of the culture we live in nowadays. How do you sort of juggle the, you know, the crossover between the news and the entertainment to be able to to you know switch hats? You know, I take, I mean, I take the news very seriously. I don't take myself, uh, you know, as seriously. And I think you know people know that you can be interested in politics and you can be interested in history or world events or global affairs. And at the same time, you know, like to watch movies or like to read books or, or have other, you know, other interests. So, um, you know, my dirty secret has always been, you know, bad reality television or even good reality television. And, and I was an early Housewives fan. I was an early, uh, you know, Nini fan from way back. And, and um, so, uh, you know, I think people know you know, that we're all multidimensional people. And as long as what you're doing is uh, totally honest and you're not making stuff up and you're just being yourself, um, I think that's, that's, that's how you balance it. Definitely. And Anderson, when you, when you, let's say, put on the journalism hat for a second, when you do an interview, do you, what, I mean, we've had a couple of different people on here. I was interested in your personal approach. I mean, when we talked to Larry King for, God, about an hour, he said he'd never really prepared a question in his life. We talked to Dick Cavett, and he said that, <laughs> <laughs> he said that his, his sort of approach was when he first started, he used to prepare a list of questions. So, I mean, do you have a, a personal approach in terms of preparation versus, you know, living in the moment of the interview? Uh, I mean, I'm. I actually am sort of somewhere down down the middle. I mean, I know Larry's thing was never to to do research and stuff. I mean, I actually think you do need to do a ton of research. I like to know everything somebody has, you know, said. You know, for the presidential debates, you know, I want to read every interview every candidate has given for the past six months and know what their talking points are, so I can predict what road they're going to go down, so I can sort of try to get them off those talking points. At the same time. I think the idea of going in with a list of questions that you, you know, there's nothing worse than, I mean, having been interviewed by people, there's nothing worse than someone, you're talking talking to someone, and you can tell they're not listening. All they're thinking about is their next question that they've already memorized in their head so they can ask you. So you definitely want to be in the moment. I think it's important to be armed with knowledge, have all the facts, have all the figures, have, you know, have, have a game plan. Um, but you've got to be in the moment, and the most important thing in any interview is to listen. Yeah, Anderson just mentioned having a game plan. Um, so, Andy, what is your game plan in terms of when you sit down post-debate? What topics are you most interested in uh, finding about post-debate? Well, I like to know what happened behind the scenes. I like to know what happened backstage. I like to know about ground rules. I like to know who left mad. I like to know who left happy. I like to know what he didn't ask. I like to know what he was thinking. So, it's really... Andy uh, views... You know, it, Andy, by the way, you sound like you're now in a cave. But um, or, or in the bathroom. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm a little. I'm worried. sorry. I'm, I'm not. Worried. I'm a little worried you may be in the bathroom at this very moment. But <laughs> no, I'm. But I'm, I'm not. But I'm, I'm. But what's interesting about Andy is that I mean, every place he goes, he Andy is like to stir up trouble. So whether it's his Christmas party. Um, you know, he likes, or a, a housewives reunion show, he likes to stir it up. So he likes to, even when we're on tour, like when we're in DC, Andy usually likes to go a day in advance. He wants to check out the hotel. He wants to check out the bar at the hotel. He wants to check out what bars are fun and watch it in. <laughs> and he wants to suss out a whole cast of characters. And so that by the time we get, I'll, I'll arrive, he will know kind of everybody who works at the hotel. He'll know their backstory. I like, I like so to show Anderson a good time. I like to show Anderson a good time. Sue me. 
<laughs> but, but so that's what Andy likes. He likes to know the backstory of the presidential debates. What you know? What was yes. what was Hillary Clinton? Who was she staring at? What was you know Bernie Sanders saying behind the scenes? Who was coming up during commercial breaks to complain they weren't getting enough time? He wants to know the backstory. Who was, and that's, who was and the that's hot what we talk guy about. sitting behind Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I feel like we've had, uh, you know, several Republican debates, and this is the, the first time we're getting to see the Democrats. And I know there's a lot of calls from some of the candidates saying, asking for more debates. I mean, do you think that, that there should be more? You know, I think it's, it's, you know, it's not my call. I'm always for more rather than less. I think, you know, in terms of uh, informing the electorate, I think the, the more uh, information that's out there, the better. So I, I'm certainly somebody who, I, you know, I'm interested in politics, so I, I like seeing as many of these things as possible. So, um, but, you know, I can understand why they're, it's the, in, within the interest of some candidates to, to not have more. Obviously, those who are, you know, in the lead often don't want more. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see when, if, you know, if and when Biden enters the race, um, how, how that affects things and whether they, you know, how that's going to change the race. So I think there's still a lot to be seen on the Democratic side. If any of these candidates came to AC squared, what might they what might be their reaction? Like what would Trump say watching your show? Wow. Say, <laughs> we're, ha- we're having losers. fun with this now. You say these guys are total losers. <laughs> right. Look at the theater. It's only uh, 3000 seats. You guys are losers. Um, I, <laughs> I, I don't think any of these candidates are going to uh, waste any time right, on on the campaign yeah. uh, taking the night off and and coming to see us. So I think we're we're fine. Plus I'm not sure they're you know, Trump doesn't drink, and I'm not sure they they want to hang out and have uh, have drinks with us uh, and, and the rest of the audience. Absolutely. Well, uh, if if any of our listeners come, not the candidates, but if any of our listeners come, uh, you know, what's let's say they're still on the fence about whether to get a ticket. What's the final pitch on, on getting to come out to Warner Theater? The final pitch is come hang out with us and have a great time and laugh and forget your troubles and uh, hang out with your friends. That's it. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time, guys. I know you're you're busy bouncing around the country doing this this show, so we appreciate you taking the time and and looking forward to see you at Warner Theater. All right, sounds good. Thanks. We spoke again when their tour returned to Warner Theater in 2018. Thanks, Thanks for everyone. having us, Jason. We talked. Uh, I guess it was a couple years ago. You brought it through Warner Theater. Um, if our listeners came out to that show, how does how does this one compare? Anything different this time? Yeah, this is an all new show uh, that we've written this summer, and uh, it's it's. It's like the greatest hits of us, part two. Uh, It's like going out to a bar with us and hearing our best stories. It's a lot of fun. It's a great night out. Not really political, although we touch on it a little bit. And yeah, we kind of uh, think people are sick of politics as it is, even in Washington, and uh, and really just want a nice night out, uh, no matter what side of that. And just uh, you know, girlfriends who brought their girlfriends or brought their husbands or boyfriends, and. we find a lot of people that had kind of a liquid dinner beforehand. They had a couple of Pinot Grigios or uh, tequilas, and uh, we've encouraged that during the show. Awesome. Li- the liquid courage actually helps us uh, get the room laughing a little, I think. How, how, does, the, how, does, the, how, does, the, how does the format actually work? Do, do people, you know, write suggestions on cards? Are you guys sitting, is it like a between two ferns? Explain sort of what we'll see. We, uh, you know, it's basically Andy and I on stage telling stories. We have videos and stuff that you wouldn't see on TV. Um, and stories from the last, you know, we've been friends for 20, 25 years. It's behind pop. It's a, like a peek behind the curtain of pop culture and, and world events. Um, we take questions at the end because we, we love the interaction of it. And uh, we usually, you know, take like 20 minutes of questions toward the end. But the bulk of the show is really just us telling stories from our lives that are funny. And, you know, the whole purpose is just to kind of, 
put aside politics and, and make people laugh for a night. Yeah, you mentioned you just mentioned that you've been friends for 25 years, and I think the last time you were on with us, you you told a hilarious story about how it started. That it, uh, reminder, listeners, in case they missed that one, it, was it was it true you guys got set up on a date, and then all of a sudden you said uh, a lifelong friendship blossom? Yeah, we uh, we were set up on a blind date, and uh, we had a phone call to uh, to arrange the date, and I knew within like 45 seconds I was never going on a date with Andy. So, <laughs> nice. um, yeah, he was he was very like. I don't know. He's on like a Bluetooth headset. He just seemed very, very excitable and enthusiastic. And uh, he also violated my cardinal rule, which is he asked me about my mom within the first like twenty seconds of talking to me. So, <laughs> why is that? Why is that the rule? Why is that the deal breaker? <laughs> I don't know. He, he wanted to date the Vanderbilt boy, so I don't know. It just seemed like oh, that's that's where he's coming from. So I don't know. I just thought he might be better served elsewhere. All right, Andy, we gotta get we gotta get your response to that, Andy. Why why did you bring up the mom? <laughs> um, I was excited. He was actually right. Anderson clocked me correctly. I was excited to date the Vanderbilt boy. So in this case, he was right. But now I'm friends with the Vanderbilt boy, and it's been many years, and I'm uh, thrilled about it. Awesome. Now, uh, now, Andy, uh, you you know the area a little well um, from from hosting uh, the Potomac Housewives stuff and some of that Watch What Happens stuff. Uh, are any of them going to be in the audience? What, what is that going to be awkward? Um, you know, all the Potomac Housewives came to our Baltimore show, so I don't think they'll be there this time. Uh, but you know, I will have had Housewives in the audience. Salahis come. The Salahis, you know, they'll probably crash it just like they crashed the state dinner that year. <laughs> but, Andy, you must, I mean, do, do people, you must get them after every time you do one of these shows, people coming up wanting to talk about Watch What Happens. What, do you, what's like the craziest comment a fan of that show has come up to you about? Oh, they're just, they're, you know, Watch What Happens Live viewers, they like to have fun. Uh, so you just really never know what's going to come out of their mouth. That's I'll tell you that much. And for you, Anderson, I mean, you know, hosting your show, AC360, um, and being here in D.C., it's, you're going to have a bunch of people wanting to come up and talk politics, especially, I mean, the, the new Trump Hotel is literally right across from Warner Theater and, the, you know, the White House right down the street. How do you sort of diffuse that? I mean, I'm sure the theater's going to be filled with people you know, from both sides of the aisle. You know, we people don't ask political questions. I mean, really, they don't want to talk about politics. They've been dealing with it all day long, certainly in Washington. So even in our last show in Washington, we really didn't get a lot of a lot of uh, you know political questions. People just want to enjoy themselves and um, you know and, and be able to laugh and, and take their mind off all the stuff that's going on. Yeah, and well, and for you personally though, how has the last I don't know a couple years been an even bigger challenge as a journalist to weed through the quote unquote fake news and all this other stuff that we didn't? It wasn't even part of the vernacular before, and now it, it just seems like it's a, a crazy important time for journalists to navigate all this stuff now. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's really you know in my lifetime, it's 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 an extraordinary time, and and uh, I've never really seen a time like it. And um, you know, I mean, I think people are realizing the importance of of news and accurate information. And I've never had more people come up to me in the street and say, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. And, um, you know, I think people are, are really enmeshed and really following what's going on, uh, whether they agree with it or not, on whatever side of the alley you're on. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's a really critical time for our country and, and where the country's going. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.